story about a Canadian border officer who seized um, Nick Wright's laptop when he was returning back to Canada. He is a lawyer and he was heading back through Pearson International Airport on April 10th. And he had just returned from a four-month trip to Guatemala and Colombia, where he was studying Spanish. And he was working remotely as a lawyer while he was there. So he had his laptop and his phone. And he had been flagged for additional inspection. And they didn't state a reason, so he got in line. And anyone that knows that they have to, you know, be flagged for inspection, it takes a long time in that line. And it's kind of unnerving. But, okay, you've agreed that you're going to cross borders, so this is something you have to deal with. Well... He has no issue with the border services searching his bags. But where he drew the line is when the officer said, okay, well, with regard to your laptop and your phone, I need the passwords. And he said, well, I, I'm not, I'm not going to give you the passwords because there's confidential information in there and I'm a lawyer. It's protected by solicitor client privilege. The officer said, well, we can just take them then and we'll take them back to our lab and we'll crack the passwords and search your files And he said, well, I'm still not giving you the passwords. So they actually seized his laptop and his phone, which he has since had to. Luckily, he had his uh, files backed up. So he had to go out and buy replacement items, new laptop, new phone, and put everything back on it, which is a major hassle. But it really uh, raises questions about exactly what the Canadian Border Services can do when you're coming back into Canada. And the question is, could you even travel without your laptop and phone right now we are joined by ann kavukian who is the three-term privacy commissioner for ontario now leading the privacy by design center of excellence and this is one of the most egregious examples of breach of privacy i've heard in a long time well kelly it's ridiculous i mean to equate the uh, ability to look through one's luggage which they can do at border crossing there is a reduced expectation of privacy at the border is hardly the same as being able to rifle through your um, iPhone, your smartphone, your computer. I mean, it's ridiculous. All of your life's contents may be on your smartphone. I know banking information, health-related information. There is such a wealth of information on there. And to assume that they're the same and equate digital contents of digital devices to the contents of a suitcase is ridiculous. Our charter still applies. You know, the, the Canadian Border Services say this. we are allowed to do this, and um, they said that what they do is they're directing their Canadian Border Services officers to disable any Internet connection and only examine content that's already stored on a device. You can see how this could be problematic if it's a file stored on the device if you're a lawyer. But for the average person, can you explain why this is different from going through your bags? Well, because all of your financial records uh, could be on your smartphone. All of your health-related data could be on your smartphone. A wealth of very sensitive information is on your smartphone. So it's not just opening up a device. It's ridiculous. And the weight of the existing jurisprudence leans to a very high expectation of privacy in digital devices. So I think they're mistaken. Of course, this has to be challenged in the courts, which it will be taking place because this gentleman who is a lawyer, who was rightly outraged, uh, is now filing a suit in the court. I'm really pleased to hear that. But to equate the contents of your suitcase to the contents of your digital devices is absurd. In your opinion, should border security officers in the agency have to secure a warrant if they suspect there's something on your laptop or phone that they need to look at? 
that they should or there should be some means of gaining access to what they need if they have a specific uh, probable cause to think that there's something going on. You can't just say, well, we're going to check it anyway. It has to be related to probable cause, which is what allows people to gain a warrant. Um, you can't just say, well, I'm going, to, I'm going to look at it because there might be something on there. It's absurd. This lawyer, Nick Wright, has said that there was no rationale provided as to why his phone and laptop needed to be examined. There were no factors that he was aware of that would justify the searches. And that's why he said, no, you can't have my password. Uh, Just I guess you're taking my computer. But they say, well, we you know, we didn't really seize the computer. Well, he doesn't have it. Yeah, of course they seized it. I mean, they they took his computer and his uh, smartphone device. And they said that they were going to try to break the code, the password, so that they could gain access to it. And that has to be based on some reason, some probable cause. It can't just be a boarding crosser official, crossing official thinks that there might be something on there. That's not how it works. And that's why this is such a disturbing case. Is there any country that has an acceptable standard of privacy at a border? You know, Kelly, I don't believe so. And the reason I say that is because this is still relatively new ground. Um, As I said, there is um, a reduced expectation of privacy at the border when you're crossing. I always tell people, just be prepared to, you know, have devices and things accessed. But the charter still applies, and that's why this is such a problematic case, and I'm delighted that it is being taken to court. In this particular case, uh, the gentleman who is a lawyer is concerned about um, the information relating to his clients, mm-hmm. and of course he has solicitor client privilege. So we need a good testing of this, and that's the only reason I'm pleased about this case is it will go to the courts and we'll get a much needed ruling on it. What do travelers need to know about their rights when they're crossing the border? You know what I tell people? Assume you have no rights, and and that's going too far. But I tell people, if you have sensitive information on your smartphone or your devices, move it. Get rid of it, because the possibility exists that border crossing officials may gain, ask you to gain access to it, like they did here. So back up your phones before you travel. Yeah, unfortunately. And get rid of anything that that is on that phone that... (laughs) Until we get a good ruling on this in the courts, unfortunately, that's the that's the situation right now. Yeah, I have heard people say, you know, just leave your phone at home. And I, I, I'm planning a trip to Europe with my husband, and I was just thinking about how we use the phone to communicate oh, with each other. And we're both doing that on our phones, just in case we have to text each other if, you you know, you of lose course. sight of the person or, you know, oh. what have you. So it's it's a good rule of thumb to go through your phone. It's tough if you do business it's on your tough. phone, though. It is, it is. And it's, it's, I think in this day and age, it's just unrealistic to expect people to leave their phones at home. I and mean, we live on these things and we text each other all the time. And it's just not a viable alternative. So if you do have sensitive information that you don't want anyone else to gain access, unfortunately, you're going to have to move it off your phone. That's the safest route right now. Thank you so much for your time, as always, Anne. My pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Anne Kavukian is a three-time Privacy Commissioner for Ontario, now leading the Privacy by Design Centre.